welcome to another edition of the Babinick Jobs Effect podcast, uh, where we'll, we'll be discussing bringing jobs to upstate New York and the congressional race for the New York 22nd. Uh, my name is John, and I'm joined by the gentleman looking to become the next congressman for the 22nd, Martin Babinick. Welcome. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. So we said starting with this podcast, we wanted to get into issues. And since jobs is on the top of everyone's minds, uh, let me start with that. What types of companies do you think create the most jobs? Well, John, since my answer for that is probably not conventional wisdom, I should probably just turn that around and ask you, what do you think is on most people's minds as the type of company our politicians keep telling us create the most jobs? I'd usually man manufacturing and that they're going to bring manufacturing jobs back. All right. Well, you know, there are reasons why politicians say that. First of all, it's because it's what we've had in the past, and people understand that, and there's a natural desire to do what we understand. And also I'd point out that politicians love those ribbon-cutting photo ops when they can stand in front of a factory that is going to hire 500 people. But the problem is that when you are giving, as the government does, uh, tax breaks to these big corporations – in order to open up some kind of plant, uh, too often times, once those tax breaks expire, the jobs seem to go away. And the question I'll throw out and ask people to chew on a little bit, would you rather have one company of 500 employees or 10 companies of 50 employees or even better, 100 companies of five employees? I think all of us realize that we've got too many eggs in one basket that represents a lot of risk. So if we were to think a little bit broadly about job creation, and, and when I started this journey of trying to make a difference in upstate New York's regional economy and trying to address my concern of how our families keep getting broken up as we wave goodbye to too many of our best and brightest talent, I started to pay attention to the economists who were researching this subject. And I started asking questions about, well, what does the data say? And what the economists, uh, the reports and studies that I read, um, the economists tend to break the job creation market into two sectors. They call it the tradable and the non-tradable sectors. The non-tradable sectors are the local service jobs like education, healthcare, retail, hospitality, local professions. These are like the bedrock of every community. And the tradable sector are companies that are producing some goods or services that are sold outside even the local area. And one of the reasons manufacturing is such an attractive category is because the economists would say in that tradable sector of manufacturing, for every one job in a manufacturing company, there are actually 1.6 jobs in the local community. So those are really good numbers. Now, the reality is that Manufacturing uh, in 1985 had over 20 million jobs in the U.S., and yet by 2010, that had dropped all the way down to 12 million. Huge hit. And the forces behind that include things like globalization and also technology that automates jobs that used to be done on a manual basis. And I'll tell you something, that no matter what the politicians say, neither globalization or technology trends are going to reverse. 
I mean, we'll always have some manufacturing here in upstate New York because we've got a strong base, and we absolutely need to protect what we have and try to help new ones come along. But, you know, even if we got trade deals with high tariffs, I think most people know in their heart we're never really going to see manufacturing rebound in upstate New York to the levels we knew back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, all right, so if manufacturing jobs are not coming back, how do we create more with this, like the same kind of multiplier like manufacturing? Well, the best answer is right in front of us, and none of our politicians seem to talk about it, and it's the reason I'm running for office, because there is a whole category of companies that create even more jobs than manufacturing, and those are innovation companies that are producing a product or service like in that tradable sector being sold to things, uh, customers outside the local area. And they cover a wide range of things like information technology, software, internet services, life sciences companies, clean tech, nanotech, digital entertainment. Um, that means not just movies, but TV, videos, et cetera, parts of finance marketing, even services like my company, Trinet, service business, but uses technology to make that service available throughout the U.S. And the beauty of that kind of segment for upstate is that companies that fit the profile of, again, selling a product or service to non-local customers and using innovation as a basis for what that product or service is about the economic studies have shown there's actually a 5x job multiplier. I mean, that's three times the size of the manufacturing industry job multiplier. And importantly, this is a segment in which our best and brightest talent want to work. We have all these college students here. You heard me say in my prior podcast the uh, fact that we've got a half million college students and an increasing percentage of them want to work in these new industries, and when they don't see those opportunities, they move away. So the more that we can make it possible to grow that segment here, the more jobs it will create not only for that segment, but importantly, for all segments in the local services and small businesses in our communities. Uh, how would you say upstate New York has been doing in attracting or even creating those jobs so far? Yeah, and really the important thing is creating. It's less about how do we encourage a company somewhere else to open up here. When we have the level of talent that exists in upstate New York, I believe passionately we can create those companies with the talent that's already here in upstate. And, you know, when you look historically at the um, key metrics for companies in these industries, we are way off the mark for where we should be given our assets. Let me give you just one example. You have the category of companies that receive venture capital financing. Those, those are the dollars from the most sophisticated investors growing uh, businesses that have the fastest and greatest growth opportunities. And you might say it's the best metric for predicting where tomorrow's jobs are gonna be located. And uh, when we started uh, tracking this back in 2010 and looked at what the data said, upstate New York was ranked dead last in the 18 regions of the country for producing venture capital investment and uh, venture 
venture capital-backed company in the entire United States. And that's one of the reasons I started a nonprofit called Upstate Venture Connect with the specific goal of helping first-time entrepreneurs in these new industries get connected to the resources who can help them. And over the last six years, I'm real proud of the progress we made just from this small nonprofit where today we have a network of more than 10,000 people around upstate who are technology entrepreneurs and supporters and people contributing in the ecosystem uh, to help each other grow these companies and jobs. We've helped create six different angel funds in which private investors have come together, more than 250 of them, put their own money in more than 80 startup companies, a total of more than $20 million. Uh, we've helped launch some online capabilities that anyone can find on our website at uvc.org and see our ecosystem map and our community event calendar across all of upstate New York and have a number of programs that, again, help bring the right people together so that first-time entrepreneurs can actually get connected to the resources they need not only to start a company, but most importantly, to grow it. Yeah. So I, that brings us to the important question. Uh, say that the, the people of the New York 22 uh, do you the honor of, of voting for you to represent them in Congress. Uh, what will you do in Congress to help move upstate on this, on this path to more jobs? Well, first, I'm the only candidate in this race that actually has a full jobs plan. And anyone can see what that plan looks like by visiting our website at babinickforcongress.com. And based on principles that I've learned from both Silicon Valley and especially upstate, working as a volunteer in this nonprofit these last six years, I have some principles that are um, really reflected in that plan. And first is, let's shine a spotlight on the dumb things we're already doing as government where we're wasting our tax dollars on deals that help the politicians get those ribbon cuttings uh, more so than really being prudent use of our funds. Next, I'd like to really hone in on the most important leverage point, and that is get more of our experienced, successful entrepreneurs to step up and help the next generation. This is what makes those communities that, in fact, produce a lot of innovation companies really work. Third would be to help organizations of um, all kinds like academic institutions, economic development organizations, and others that have a stake in making a difference in job growth, getting them to pull in the same direction because we can do a lot working together on that theme of connecting entrepreneurs to the resources they need, even when it cuts across some of those geographic boundaries where too many of our um, grants and how we allocate uh, tax dollars seem to get zip code focused to the exclusion of our really working together and collaborating across the region. Uh, next, I'll be shining a spotlight on job-killing regulations that have unintended consequences in holding back hiring. And we'll be actually creating a new party that embraces these principles and it's our hope that this new party, which will be on a ballot line, we'll be announcing soon, uh, that this new party will help change the political discourse and encourage more of our elected leaders to embrace these principles for job creation. So, John, I'll close with maybe the most important thing that I believe I can offer our voters is that there's a lot we can do 
to affect this change and that there is a promising future ahead of us. It's not one that uh, we should be discouraged about, but rather because of the assets we have here in upstate New York, our future is bright. And I'm here to help make a difference in getting the right people on the same page so that we can accelerate our progress and take advantage of the talent and assets we have in this region. That's why I'm running for Congress. And uh, before we let you go, uh, since that's a, a very uh, ambitious plan and we have five months to get you there, if someone wants, listening wants to get involved with the campaign and you know, help you get elected, uh, how can they go about doing so? Best thing is to visit our website, babinickforcongress.com. We have a volunteer page uh, on that website that shows the different type of volunteer opportunities. And while those are just suggestions, you can even call our campaign manager, whose information is listed there, and let's talk about uh, what things could fit within your schedule and interests, because the only way I will have success at being elected to this role is with a lot of help from friends. So if you believe in this message, I hope we will hear from you. Martin Babinick, uh, candidate for, co- for Congress in the New York 2022. 20- thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, John.